Hey, we got another good letters episode coming up, I think, I hope. Uh, it's good. I've got a letter from Jen B where she talks about um, judging us at Utah Pride. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. that's never a good idea. <laughs> See, there you have it. There you have it. And this one's pretty cool. It's from Richard H. He's actually responding to the call I put out last week where I wanted to hear from some guys. Oh, so one right. of them wrote in. I'm really excited to read his letter. Right on. Should we get started? Let's get to it. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 10 of LDL Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Male Podcast. So there you have it. <laughs> so there you go. And we're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Shelly, I am just going to jump into Richard's letter. Do it. Because I think it's a good one. Do it. All right. Here we go. Hi, Mary and Shelly. Hey, that's us. Hi, Richard. <laughs> I'm writing you in response to your latest LDL Letters episode Asking for the atypical patriarchal asshat man to write in. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought I would tell you my story. And I am so glad he did. Well, we haven't done it yet. We'll we'll see if we're glad or not. Oh, well, that's true. (laughs) I was born in the covenant, the second oldest boy out of seven kids. Oofy. Just must be a good number for children. Seven, yeah. For childbearing. Mm -hmm. My family is LDS going back generations on both sides. Pioneer stock, baby. Yeah, pioneer stock. My family is the typical patriarchal LDS family where my dad rules the family. My mom is a meek, stay-at-home mother of seven. Me and my three brothers did all the things boys are supposed to do growing up as a Mormon, being baptized, given the priesthood, and getting our Eagle Scout. Yeah, what's, what is with uh, up with Boy Scouts? What's, what's it was with really that? big within Mormonism. Okay. Because it was all about God, you know, the Eagle Scout thing. Was it? Duty to God, blah, blah, blah. You said duty. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I don't know anything about the scouts. Mm -hmm. My older brother went on his mission, and it was assumed I would follow shortly after. At this point, I was bored with the church and was terrified of going on a mission, as I am extremely introverted and could not imagine going door-to-door trying to convert people. Yeah, that's got to be challenging for some people. I started going to church less often and eventually stopped going altogether. There was no real reason other than boredom. I had not heard anything about church history or had any issues with bishops' interviews, etc. At 17, I talked my parents into signing papers for me to join the Army, as the Army will give you a two-year deferment to go on a mission. And he says in parentheses, this is the only way they would sign for me. I never planned on going on my mission, but I was putting off telling them as long as I could. That is a great tactic. Yeah, I'll just join the military. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll go on my mission later. Pinky swear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After boot camp, I met my now wife. She was not raised LDS. Uh Uh-oh. Good for her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that had to be scary for the parents, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, and my parents were not too thrilled that I was dating a Nevermo. Yeah. So dude hasn't gone on a mission yet. Sorry, I'm chewing ice. <laughs> dude hasn't gone on a mission yet. He meets a girl who's not a Mormon, which yeah. means she will not be encouraging him to go on a mission. Oh, of course not. So yeah, I'm sure the parents are like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much screwed. Mm-hmm. We were married in a ceremony, obviously not in the temple. Good boy. And not presided over by a bishop, to my parents' dismay. Oh, poor mom and dad. Yeah, sorry, oh, mom and dad. Your boy didn't do exactly what you wanted him to. Oh, 
<laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Shelly. That, that, that's how I really feel. Okay. Because it's all about you feeling bad that yeah. your son didn't go to the what temple. What will I tell our friends in the church? How will I face them? How will I explain them? this? This is so embarrassing. Yeah, all the shame. All the mm-hmm. shame. How will I explain it? My family have never disowned me and have really always treated me the same. Well, that's nice. So maybe we should take back all that stuff we said. <laughs> nah, leave it in, Dan. <laughs> and eventually came around to treating my wife like all the other siblings' partners. Oh, good. Yeah, that is good. My wife has a very strong and opinionated personality. After our first fight over if Joseph Smith had multiple wives... <laughs> he did. <laughs> Let me just settle this. Okay. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Richard, in parentheses, says... I was adamant that Emma was the only one. Oh, Richard, you were for sure raised Mormon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe he just no one talked about it in his family or something. It's probably not something that bishops talk about or it's not talked no, no, about no. in church. It's actually relatively recent where they acknowledge that he had these wives and underage wives because... Did they try to cover it up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, 100%, absolutely. Wow. They never... Uh, well, I won't say they never. There's really an they never... Um, but it wasn't taught to me that he was a polygamist. It wasn't taught to me that he had sexual relationships with young wives. Of course, that wasn't taught to me. Hmm. I don't even remember learning what polygamy was until I was a lot older. Like, it just yeah. wasn't taught. Because why would you as a church teach that when you know people hate it? Right. And they're only teaching it now because it's so out there for people to find out about that they don't want to look like they lied about it. But you did. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really talk about the pedophile part of it. Yeah, they just yeah. kind of skip right they over don't that. They talk about that. They actually say that this 14-year-old girl that Joseph Smith married, Fanny Alger, saying she was three months shy of her 15th birthday. She oh. was 14. 14. <laughs> just say she was fucking 14. <laughs> it's like Cassie, like, I'm six and a half. Like, no, 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 no. Let's not mince this. The girl was 14, not almost 15. Well, underage, no matter how you slice it. Yep. Yeah. My, te- I love my that. tequila's hitting me just a little, <laughs> little heads up. I love that her name was Fanny, by the way. Mm-hmm. Is that great. why we named Sister Fanny Fagcheck was after You got her. it. <laughs> no, I just liked it. No, that's why I picked the name. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. Fanny Alger is like the famous 14-year-old girl that Joseph oh. Smith conned into marrying her. Oh, okay. <laughs> and plus the alliteration of Fanny well, That's why check. I picked it, because of the little... Did you pick the name and this whole time I thought I picked the name? I picked Fanny. Who picked Fact Check? Was that me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was one-two punch. Should we arm wrestle over it? I win. No, I for sure picked Fanny. And I probably picked Fact. I, this, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for most of that because I really do believe it was mostly What about mine. the sister part? Can I claim any of this? You get the sister part. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think I was saying Fact Check Fanny. was, And then we honed that joke into Sister Fanny Fact Checked. So, so you made it better. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow, we just can't, totally got Sorry, off Sorry, Richard. Let's get back to your story. <laughs> yeah, Richard says, I started researching church history and had a huge eye-opener. She has also opened my eyes to new feminist ideals. He must mean his wife has. I like his wife. Yeah. I have grown a lot from my Mormon upbringing, and I'm happy I am married to my wonderful wife, and he says, for 18 years now. Wow. Way to go. I now consider myself a feminist male ex-Mormon. Yes. We need more of those. Yep, we sure do. Raising my son to be the same except a never-mo, good for you guys, and raising a strong, independent daughter. That's fucking beautiful. That's badass, Mm -hmm. Richard. And he says, P.S., we met you at the Sun Trap during Pride Month in Salt Lake. Oh, 
Very cool. That's awesome. Damn, does it say his wife's name? No, but I do know his last name. I'll tell you after this. Dispel it. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> do it with sign language right now. Above the- <laughs> okay. Do it. I'm spelling it out with one letter. Hmm. Mary's flipping me the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. Oh, I'm just kidding. I know. Uh, Richard, I need you to stop what you're doing right now. Go find your wife and hug her and tell her that we said hello. And thank her for turning you into a feminist. I love it. We appreciate that. Yay, wife of Richard. (laughs) All right, I think we need to take a break. Pay some bills? Yep, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. We're back. Hi, my turn. Do I get to read now? Yeah, I wish you would. I will. This is from Jen B. And the subject line of her email is all caps. It says, I judged you and I'm sorry, exclamation (laughs) point. Whoopsie. Let's dig into this. <clears throat> Dear LDL ladies, I was at Pride in Salt Lake City, Utah on June 1st with my kids and my girlfriend. My girlfriend pointed out your Latter-day Lesbian booth. I immediately judged you. I'm ashamed to say I was full of judgment at the thought of you trying to be Mormon while being gay. Sadly, I did not come by your booth. Shame on me because I definitely regret it now. Well, I have something to add. Go. Jen wasn't the first one that thought we were... Like there were a Mormons. few people that kind of paused and looked and didn't want to come close. Yeah. And then kept on moving. And then some, we finally got one of them, these people that were pausing and then moving on to come. We're like, come here. And their question was, uh, are you still Mormon? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. And I was like, shit. Yeah. That's what's going on. We're here in like the land of Mormons and ex Mormons, and they think I'm still Mormon and they don't want to listen to someone explain to them how it's. A, okay to be gay and Mormon because yeah. it's not. No. And yeah. there, but there was one person that walked by and said, are you currently LDS? And we were like, no. And then she just kind of had a disgusted look on her face and kept walking. So that was one person? One person. But we are changing our banner, which mm-hmm. should clear things up. We're going to go ahead and put that tagline, an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out life. So we'll have that ex-Mormon right there. Maybe we should make the font where it says ex-Mormon, like slightly bigger than the rest of the sentence. What do you think? Okay. Well, we'll take a look at it. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're, okay. we're in the middle of a <laughs> We're brainstorming yeah. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we do. It's constant brainstorm around here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should, should we get back to it? Yep. I'm on it. Then she says, please keep reading. It gets better. Back up one and a half years to my story. I was married for 16 years to a man living in southern Utah, about as small-town Mormon as you can get. We have three wonderful children, ranging in age from 9 to 16. Our marriage was not great, but it wasn't horrible. My then-husband, being ex-Mormon and much of his family still practicing, especially his mom, always left us feeling like the outcast of the family. I've always wanted to be an open ally for gay people. It was something I believed very strongly about but never spoke up in fear of judgment. Oh. I get that. I get okay. it. Okay, sure. I found myself always clinging to whatever gay I could get my hands on. I loved them, and my husband knew it. <laughs> you know, I'll do that. There's, there's always like, like the um, dick bar we were at last night, and there's all these gay men, and you just want to like put them in your pocket and take them home because they're so fun. Like you just want to love them. And the best part about dick bar <laughs> was I thought it was dyke bar. <laughs> And so we go there, and Shelly's like, where are all the lesbians? Yeah, well, it's spelled, okay, it's spelled D-I-K, and the person who was talking about it is a lesbian. So my quick assumptions are, oh, dyke bar, weird spelling, but okay, dyke bar, let's go for karaoke. Yeah, get there, 
it's all gay men. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, huh, okay. And then some dude needed to make an announcement on the karaoke mic. And he's like, all right, thanks everyone for coming out to Dick Bar. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that explains it. Mm-hmm. It's Dick, not you know, Dyke. They really need to be a little um, less subtle with the name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. I mean, you and I don't have dicks, but we had a great time. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We crushed um, some karaoke. Yeah, and the gay boys loved us. They did. They loved us. They uh-huh. also loved to sing uh, Disney show tunes. They do. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite, um, <laughs> but there was there were actually some really good performances. Yeah. Um, I, of course, had to do a uh, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, because that's like the song. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, and by the way, thanks, Natalie, for inviting us. Yes, thanks, Natalie. Okay, should we go we'll back to reading to a letter? <laughs> yeah, let's get back to it. A little sidetracked. Okay, wow. Mm. In 2017, one of my best friends was getting married, so there was a bachelorette party, the wedding, and later a Christmas party that all brought me the opportunity of getting to know her cousin, a not-so-openly gay woman. Oh, okay. I found myself so drawn to her, I couldn't leave her alone. I glued myself to her whenever we were in the same gathering. That sounds painful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, was it super glue? Like monkey Hot glue? glue? Hot glue. Okay. <laughs> monkey glue? Yeah. Gorilla glue. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, all you monkeys, that I just offended you by calling you gorillas or vice versa. All right. At that very Christmas party I mentioned, I got a little too drunk and found myself full on hitting on her. Whoa. Hand on the thigh. Whoa. Sound familiar? <laughs> Softly stroking her arm, and finally she kissed me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this it is fun. Was, it is fun. It was like the biggest rainbow-colored light bulb going off. (laughs) Yeah. A pure aha moment, an insight to my long, exhausting search of why I never wanted to have sex with my husband. All the doctors, medication, and therapy was never going to fix my gayness. Wow. You know what sucks? What? Tell me. Is that if you're a woman and you're not interested in sex... It's assumed that's your fault, your problem. You need medication. You need whatever. Because men generally can just have sex. Um, and so if there's some sexual dysfunction, unless it's something that like the man can't get an erection, um, if it's because of lack of interest, it's because the woman has some serious issues and you need to be medicated, right? Mm. It could be that she just is not that into him. Yeah. It could be that she's actually gay. Like, Why just assume that something is wrong with a woman who does not want to have sex with a man? See, what the other unfortunate part about this, Shelley, is your viewpoint is very skewed because you grew up in a super patriarchal environment and then you married into a super patriarchal environment. So, you know, you are speaking from your own limited experience. I don't yeah, absolutely I don't think that every heterosexual couple goes through this where it's like blaming the women for sexual problems. No, I'm sure you're right. This is definitely my skew because of how I was raised. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Although the guilt is something I'll always live with, I've been working with my therapist and a close relationship with my ex has helped immensely. Okay. Now, after a year and a half and this very long email, sorry, this is nothing. We've had some long ass (laughs) emails, Jen. This is not one of them. Step up your game. Um, My ex and I have a great loving partnership in raising our kids. My girlfriend and I, same woman, have remained extremely close and in love although it may be in different cities. I'm more gay and full of rainbows and happiness than I ever could have imagined. (laughs) All the red flags, although be it no mullets, 
What are you saying? What are you saying, Jen? <laughs> well, she wasn't gay in the 80s. <laughs> okay. Are so glaring from my past, even my ex couldn't fight it. I found myself judging you, realizing it was because of the oh-so-bad taste the Mormon church has left in my mouth after living in St. George, Utah for 20 years. Not even realizing I was gay all that time, I was still judged and ostracized for not being a member. Oh, she wasn't a member of the LDS mm -hmm. church? But her husband was uh, an inactive member. Now being a lesbian and so fucking proud of it, I can feel the stares, the judgment, and know even some of my close friends, in quotations, co-workers, do not believe or support my lifestyle, and that's okay. Me judging you, however, lesson learned. I don't want to be like them, and I wanted to apologize. I love the podcast after realizing what you were doing. Love your bravery and love how much I can connect to your story. P.S. St. George, Utah is about as Mormon town as you can get. Our pride is in September. I'll look for you both. Oh, wow. Well, Jen B., thank you. And it's okay. I mean, I it's never okay to judge people, but I understand. I am not super keen on going and talking to people who are gay and have decided to be celibate, to be Mormon. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to hear them want to convert me to that lifestyle. I think that it's despicable, the teaching that that's that this is an okay thing, that you should do this is what God wants. So I can see why you'd look at me and be like, nah. Not interested. Right, yeah. But thankfully, it's an ex-Mormon gay girl. Yeah, and we are going to uh, fix that banner. But unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to go to St. George Pride Festival this year. We've yeah, maybe next year. going on. Yeah, we are all booked up for 2019. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. We'll take a look at it for next year. Yeah, month we love on. going to Utah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we like the September festival. Like, we, we like the idea of having... Uh, other festivals throughout the year, not just June. Yes. Yeah, so we will definitely look into that. Yes. Okay, cool. We do have two already booked for this September, which actually starts Any day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any day now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, thank you for Jen. And apology accepted. I am offering my complete forgiveness. You're going to read her a matriarchal ble uh, blessing or something? Well, I just want her to know that she is now unspotted from the world. <laughs> okay. You've absolved her of all her sins I have and absolved you of your judgment. Okay. But really, thanks for writing in. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And sorry we missed you. Maybe next year. Next year. Well, next year she won't walk by and be like, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, well, that's true. And we're going to fix that damn banner. Yes, damn we it. are. Okay, well, I guess we should wrap this one up. Yeah. Okay, thanks for thanks the letters. Thanks, Richard, and thanks, Jen. Yeah, Jen and Richard, thanks for writing in. Appreciate that so much. And uh, don't forget, if you would like to get in touch with us, just visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. We hope you do. Looking forward to hearing from you. Mm -hmm. All right. Talk to everybody again later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.